roller coaster ride. And so we need to make sure that it's okay to have feelings. God gave those to you, but we sometimes have to keep those in check. Come on, say amen to that. Sometimes we say things we wish we could take back. Been there, done that. And uh, so we have to keep our feelings in check, and so we want to walk by faith. Everything in the kingdom operates by faith. Sometimes, when you first got saved, are there times, even if you've been saved for a long time, in other words, you've accepted Christ as your Savior, have you ever felt not saved? You ever felt like, I'm just a heathen? Because some of the feelings you had or the thoughts you had or the things you said or you just blew it or whatever, you just reacted to the situation and and you just kind of let your feelings just leave and look at you on the way out. And uh, so, yeah, so, um, but this isn't always about your senses. Let's look at 2 Peter 1, 1. It says, this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you to share... uh, the same precious faith we have the faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of jesus christ our god and savior your bible could say through uh the new living translation this is you know i'm just giving you the version i have faith comes by hearing we all know that and sometimes we have to just continually hear sometimes we need to hear something you know we have four kids and sometimes we've had to tell them the same thing over and over again you think they heard you but their actions aren't saying they heard you you know, so you're, you know, you're over and over again. So we understand that. But, I, you know, we need as believers to have the righteousness of God. So if you listen to your mind, now in, in your soul realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions, your mind is always talking to you. If you listen to your mind, your mind is going to, it's working in that, uh, we want the mindset of Christ, but we have to be connected in the spirit to get that mindset. So if we just listen to the mind in the natural realm, it really doesn't know you. It's going by what you're feeling or you're sensing at the time. So we have to stay connected to God. We need to be, I want to say this, son-minded or faith-minded. Son, S-O-N. In other words, Jesus-minded. God, you know, and I said this before. Remember those little things, what would Jesus do? Those were generated for stuff just like this. You have situations and stuff happens in your life. That you want to respond to a certain way. Maybe you've responded that way every time. But now you want to walk in sonship or daughtership, if you will, or righteousness or righteous minded. God, how do you want me to respond to that? Because every time I do this, this is what I get. And I mean, I'm not perfect at this. I'm still working through stuff. So, you know, where I've, I've responded this way, it was just that's part of. You almost, we make excuses, don't we? That's part of my DNA. That's just in my genealogy. My daddy was like that. My father's father was like that. My granddaddy was like that. I'll always be like, well, you know, you want to say those things, then good luck with the results of that. But aren't you, aren't you glad that we're on a journey with God? And I may not have arrived because we never arrive till we get to heaven, but I'm on my way. I'm not where I used to be. I'm a work in progress. So we have to get our minds in the mind of Christ and, uh, you know, sun-minded, faith-minded. You're being guided by the Holy Spirit. God placed himself there. Nobody knows you like God. He wants, you know, he created you. So he's, he basically, anything's broke, he can fix it because he's the creator. There's going to be people that think they know you. 
And there are people that know you better than anybody else. So please don't misunderstand me. Your spouse would know you. They see you in the, in the good and the bad. If you've ever, uh, before you were married, when you're dating someone, they always see the good side. <laughs> but now once you're married, man, you get up and your hair mats just like everybody else's. Your breath can smell just as bad. You know, all of those kind of things, and, and we get that. But so there are people that think that they know you, and, and, but there's nobody knows you like the Father, like God. I want to be past my feelings. I want to go past that and say, God, I want to know you, so if you say something, I just do it. Don't you want to be like that? I, don't you want all your kids to be like that? If you just tell your kids to do something, they just, I, I, Captain, yes, sir. Boy, that'd be a perfect world, wouldn't it? That's almost like Willy Wonka, lick the wallpaper, taste whatever you want. I mean, it'd just be like, woo! I don't know why I use that illustration, but just go with it. <laughs> I want to hear the voice of God. I want to be able to hear it and be able to do exactly what he says. Hearing is one of our senses, but I'm not talking about hearing in the natural. I'm not talking about if Kim was saying, hey, Brett, hey, Brett. Hey, Brett, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about hearing in the spiritual. Not with my natural ear, but inside my spirit. The thing that is connected to God. That's what we're talking about. Spiritually hearing. There's people all around us trying to get all this stuff and do this or that. Or, you know, climb the corporate ladder or be, become wealthy. Great, but they're not listening to God. The Bible says he gives me power to get wealth. I can get power from God. I get ideas from God, concepts from God that would change my life. Come on, am I right about it? God's going to tell you things that you could do that you could be like, that's a great idea. And that idea could produce a lot of revenue for you if that's what you need. When God's voice comes, it brings faith with it. Faith was destroyed. When we let unrighteousness come in, it kicks faith out. In other words, we're not listening to God, we're, we're listening to our flesh and we're listening to all the circumstances and the waves and all that. Then we're not living righteous-minded, sun-minded, faith-minded. We're living worldly-minded, just you know, in ourselves, if you will. And it kicks faith out and then fear takes over. So the opposite of that is true. So if righteous mind thinking comes in, if we start saying, God, what do you want me to do? How do I look at this? Are you a half-empty a uh, glass or a, a half full glass person how do you look at things maybe you've always looked the other way i'm always behind the eight ball or whoa whoa pity on me charlie brown whatever you're thinking maybe if we would change our mindset to say god how do you see this your viewpoint is much bigger than mine it knows the beginning from the end then I could change my outlook. I could change the way I feel. Because then fear gets kicked out and righteous-minded thinking comes in and faith is filling my mind. Our second thought this morning is not only do we know we have to have faith, we have to know that he hears you. That he heard you when you prayed. The work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect, I love this, shall be quietness and assurance forever. You know what that is? Peace. If you're praying and you know God heard you, I'm good. If you told your kids, hey, I need you to do that, and my kids looked at me and said, I got it, Dad. I'll take care of it. I should be able to just rest in the fact I don't have to worry now. They heard me. They're going to take care of that. I don't have to be concerned about that anymore. 
I'm trying to give you an example. If we understand that he heard us, isn't that half the battle? What happens in our life is the enemy comes in. Now, come on. He comes in like a flood and starts putting all these things in your mind. And you're, he, nothing's going to happen. He doesn't hear you. How could you ask him that? You're not holy. You're not this. You're not that. And pretty soon it turns into instead of, isn't it different if we know we heard something than if we're begging for something? If we know that we have been heard, we don't have to keep asking because if I, if I went to my wife and asked her a question and she answered me, I knew she heard me. If I kept asking her the same question, she'd, she'd be like, why are you asking me that? I told you. That's what we're talking about. When we know that we are heard, I don't have to ask anymore. I'm not saying it's wrong to ask again. I'm just saying, but I would declare it more than be begging for it. Okay? Romans 14, for the kingdom of 1417, the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living life of goodness, peace, joy, and in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, right way of thinking, hearing God brings quietness and assurance, peace. When you pray, you need assurance to know, I've been heard. Jesus said this when he was talking about Lazarus, when he went to get Lazarus out of the tomb. He says, you know, Father, I thank you that you hear me. You always hear me. I love that scripture because this is what Jesus, he's demonstrating the connection between the Father. I'm saying this because I know when I say this, I'm hearing you and you heard me. And I'm doing what you've asked me to do. Jesus walked in righteousness. He had fellowship with the Father. When we're in unrighteousness, we're not sure if God heard us or not. Let me just make this a little bit easier. I, I worked at Honda for seven and a half years. And working on the assembly line is different than, you know, it, it's just different because you just work. And the assembly line is unfeeling. It doesn't care if you are aching that day, if you've had a bad day, if you've had a good day. It does not care. It just moves. Yeah, see, there's people there, they're factory workers, pray chit. I mean, it's just, it just goes, it doesn't matter. If you get behind, it just gets behind. If you have to stop the line, then everybody knows you're behind and you had to stop the line. Believe me, I know how that works. Uh, so what I'm saying is in, in unrighteous thinking, we think we're, we're not heard. So we have to keep asking. We have to keep going back. We have to, we just have to make sure we just have to, it's almost superstition in another form. Because we're just not sure, so we're just doing this just to be safe. But when we are righteous and we understand forgiveness, come on, we understand that God, you died for my sins. If I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. I am, because of you, righteous. So when I pray, I can know that the Father heard me. I know I've been heard because I'm the righteousness of God by Christ Jesus, because I'm in his family, because I'm a son or a daughter, because I, I'm part of the family. God says, listen, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. He says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. You know what righteousness is? You got rights. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, say, I got rights. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, we are confident 
that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. The wonderful thing about this, and when this talking about hearing, this is talking about not just hearing like with our ear, like, yeah, I heard you. This is talking about like a judge hears the case. This is what this is referring to. When Jesus says, if you're asking, he says, I heard that and I will take the case. It's like Jesus is saying, I got this. He's not just listening. He's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm on this job. I've got this. You can be confident that I'm going to take care of this. That's huge. It changes kind of the way that we look at things. The only illustration I can really give you that I can think of is I, I just, I, my mind just keeps going back to the cowardly lion on the Wizard of Oz. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do believe in spooky. <laughs> you know, you almost just like he just go. And, and we sometimes we run our life like that. We run our life like this. Father, I just need, oh God, I don't even know if you're out there. If you're out there, throw yourself off a building. No, that's not you. Oh God. You know, because we're not confident to know that because we have been told or bought the lie that we are not good enough. Now, we are all without Jesus. That's true. That's filthy rags. But because of Christ, because of his cross, we are the righteousness. Because of what he bore. Because he bore our our sickness, our griefs, all of that, all of the sin. He took care of that and made us so that we can get in to where we need to be in good standing and right way of living. Say amen to that. Because of Jesus, because of the blood, because of everything in that sacrifice. When I know Jesus took the case as an attorney would when he... Like in 1 John 5 that we just read, he took the case. Okay, I'm on it. I don't have to remind him. I might have to remind myself because my flesh wants to say, oh, I better pray that again. Then my, my prayer might be instead of, God, will you do this? I might be, God, I just, I just want to thank you for taking care of that. Because in that same thing, I'm kind of reminding myself. I just thank him for the answer. When I pray... According to Mark 11, 23 and 24, not when it shows up. Anybody can pray when it shows up and go, ooh, yeah. But when you pray and believe before you see it, we walk by faith and not by sight. I don't have to see it to believe it. The world does that. In, in the kingdom, believing is seeing. Here's our third thought to unpack today. Not only did he hear us, we know we can trust him. No, you can trust God. We have to trust our will to the Father. You know, our children, you know, I've told all my kids, you know that I would do anything for you. Yes, Daddy, we know that. I would, I would do anything I could. I would do whatever it would take. And how many, whether it's your kids or grandkids or whatever, we all know how that is. We're just like, yes. They're bone of my bone, flesh of my bone. They're my blood. I will do anything to save them, you know, whatever. You know, and we used to use this illustration, and I, th- I think of this as really powerful in a way. You know, if the building were on fire, just even as the pastor, I would be coming in here getting as many people out of this building as I can. Now, listen to what I'm saying. But the first people I would get out 
would be her. Would be Mal. Of course, Justin would be right there helping me. Would be any of my kids that are here. It would be Maddie. Now, I'm saying that to say, do I love you? Absolutely. And am I willing to risk my life for yours? Yes. But I'm not. I want to get them. I'm not willing to risk your life for theirs. Does that make sense? Jesus said, that's how love is for him. All of it. I will risk all of it. So there's, he would do it for me, he would do it for you. You can trust him. You can trust your will to him. Brett, I can't because people hurt me. I've trusted and they betrayed me or they did this or they did that. I get it. Life is full of crap. But you're going to have to say, someday, you've got to look in the mirror and say, you either want to live life on purpose or to the fullest, and you're going to have to give that to God and trust him instead of people. People are human. People will let you down. People are people. I mean, five minutes, they're like, oh, Hosanna, Hosanna. Let's crucify this guy. They're just, I mean, they flip-flop. You watch sports. We love him. He's the best quarterback. He throws three interceptions. Get that loser out of here. People are fickle. But not God. God says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that awesome? You can trust your will to his. Brett, I'm having trouble dealing with this person. I'm having trouble dealing with my spouse or this or that. Trust God. You don't let, let them be the after of trusting him. You've got to trust yourself to trust the Father. Transfer your trust from people to God. So you can hear the voice of God. He says, to him that have ears, let them hear. Just because you have ears doesn't mean you use them to hear the right stuff. Men, we are so good at tuning people out. <laughs> no, that was a woman laughing right there. <laughs> he sure is. Oh, boy. Because isn't that the truth? We could be watching. I could be talking to Kim and we could have a serious conversation. But if there is a TV on and there's football playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, man. That. And she'll be like, can you turn that off? All right. Or how about your kids come up and tell you something? They know when to ask you. If you're the if you're the guy, you could be watching. You know, you could be watching the Browns loot. I mean, you could be watching. I I do like the Browns, but anyway, I'm just messing with you, Browns fans. But you could be watching football. They could come up to you and they could ask you something. You are oblivious to whatever they ask you. You could look at them. Hey, Dad, can I run and play in the street? And can I take your wallet and run down the store and buy anything I want? Sure, you go ahead. Have a good time, honey. It's fourth and goal. We know how to hear. Sometimes we have selective hearing. Your teenager has selective hearing. You can talk to your teenager and they think you're Charlie Brown's teacher. You know what? If everybody did what God said, the rapture would have taken place. Think about that. If we were all listening and doing what God said, we would be in a different place right now. If the body of Christ all did what the Father told them. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. Scripture means when they say no eye is here, uh, has 
seen nor ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. No one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But when people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit, it all sounds foolish to them. They can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things But they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. That's a lot of scripture, but that's pretty easy to understand. God's going to tell you some things. He's going to reveal some things to you by his spirit. And to the natural mind or the people that aren't following Christ, they're going to say, that's not making too much sense to me. I mean, there's been stuff that God has done. And I'm just going to give you a couple of examples and and we'll move on. we are connected. Now remember that God's spirit and our spirit, that's what's connected. That's how we, we continually listen and yield to that, not by natural ears, but by our spirit hearing what God is telling us. <laughs> so when God's spirit's connected, he's able to work with you and through you. And so now you're able to do things that God says, I want you to do this. I mean, there's all kinds of things that he's told me to do. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But he doesn't really ask if I like it. He just tells me, he's told me to pray for somebody, told me to call somebody out one time. I'm like, I don't want to call anybody out. He's like, you know, you need, and I've told you the story. It was an elderly lady on one side of the, I was preaching somewhere, and he said, there's somebody here that I want to restore their sight. And so, make a long story short, he had me call out, and then he said, it's on this side. It's a lady. It's about four or five rows back, blah, 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 blah. I just said everything he said, and here she comes. And she's got a white cane, and she comes out. She's being led by a guy, and I'm like, I am scared. Going back, Father, you hear me. You always hear me. And if my spirit is connected, I'm just doing what I heard him say. So he's going to honor, check it out, what I'm saying because I heard him tell me what to do. Can you, you understand what I'm saying? He healed that woman right in front of my eyes. And I'm telling you, I was the first one besides her to go. (laughs) Then you got to act like you knew it all along. That's right. Praise God. That's right. (laughs) And then everybody's running up front. Pray for me. Pray for me. And I'm like, you didn't tell me about that. There's all kinds of things he's done. He's, he, you know, he, we were in one service, and this is crazy. True story, crazy. I had to sit up front. I was on staff. I had to sit up front. They always had the pastor sit up on these benches up on the platform. Hated that. Hated that. You can't do anything. You can't itch your, itch your nose because everybody thinks you're picking it. I mean, because everybody's looking at you. you, know, you and if you get tired, because we're human, you don't want to doze when the, you know, your head pastor's speaking and you're over there nodding off. That ain't good. Doesn't help at the meeting on Monday, you know what I'm saying? I see you were sleeping. No, I was in deep prayer. Lord really moving on me. I remember going up there. My beautiful wife has always been beside me every step of the way. And we I remember sitting in there and I sat up front, you know, because I was supposed to. And I looked out, and you know, how many like watching Andy Griffith? I, I it's one of my favorite sitcoms. It's always in black and white. It was in the colored ones. I kind of didn't like it as much. They kind of, Andy lost his country charm and kind of got mean. I don't know. That's my own opinion. 
But anyway, I looked out at the congregation, and I don't know, probably 250, 300 people. I don't know how many people were there. But I looked out, and they were all in black and white. And it's crazy, like watching Andy Griffith, except three people. Three people were in vivid living color. The rest were in black and white. And I remember going, and I was rubbing my eyes, and my wife was looking at me like, what in the world's going on with him? And I'm like, and I'm supposed to speak. And the Lord speaks to me, and he says, I want to change your message. And I'm like, I don't want to change my message. But I do. I listen to what he says, and so I go up there, and I speak on what he tells me to speak on. And when I was done speaking, he told me to go to these people. Now, let me just preface this. So if you're out here and you're going, oh, this is getting freaky deaky. There was no booming voice. Brett, thou shalt go to these people and speak thy word. And and, I didn't know. It was just like inside my heart, inside my my mind and my heart, my spirit were connected to God. And he was saying, I I have a word for these people. Now, the reason I know it's God, number one, I ain't got no word for them. I got nothing. You know, I'm a guy. I could go up to somebody and go, you know, if somebody said, you like your hair? I could probably go, not really. But it probably wouldn't be a smart idea. But anyway, I'm like, okay. So I said, hey, can we just stay in an atmosphere of prayer? I, I, I want, the Lord wants me to minister to a couple people. So I walk off the platform. I walk up to the ladies about where Pastor Kim is. And, and I'm standing in front of her. And I did not, I did not know what to say. God is my witness. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, so, you know, as a minister or even as a believer, if you don't know what to say, you're going to be just like, Father, just you just take their life and do what you need. And you're going to make some kind of a general schmoozy. See, you all looking at me like I'm real spiritual, but you all know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I don't know what I'm going to say. And when I went up and stood, I asked the lady and she was maybe 70, 65. I said, can I pray for you? And she said, sure. And she stood up. And as soon as she stood up in front of me, now, I'm going to give you this the way this happened. It was like if you've been at Wall Street. I've never been at Wall Street, but I've seen on TV where the ticker tape runs. And there's, you know, Dow Jones and blah, 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 blah. It was like a ticker tape ran in front of my mind. And I could read it. Now, I didn't, in the physical, I didn't see it. But it was kind of like I was seeing it. And all I had to do was say what it was saying. So it, I just read it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, and God's like, I think he's like, here you go. So I, I, I read it, and I was basically reading her mail. And, he, and so I told her these things that I would have never known and said, this morning you were this, and at this time you did this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I went to pray for her, and she just went... And hit the ground, and I was like, "Yeah, no, she didn't die, Gary. She was all right." <laughs> Local pastor kills individuals for prayer, then raises them back. Miracles, True Life Church, come and see it. So, but what happened is, before she started to fall, I went to grab her, and an usher went to help grab her. So this would be like Scott goes to grab her i grab the usher's hand and the usher goes and another usher goes like that and i said yeah you help and i touched him he went and an usher goes what are you doing so 
I go to the next person, same thing. Nothing happened. Ask, can I pray for you? Stood up in front of me, ticker tape. I just read it. Go to the next person. I told the guy his name. I told him his son's name, how old his son was. Never saw the dude before in my life. And this guy's face turns white. I said, you're here today because you want this and this with your son. You want to get, and he's like, so can I pray for you? And I mean, but this time people are kind of like, and the one usher goes, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. Because I don't, some kid comes running up the aisle. Like he's maybe 16 years old. Like he wants to just get prayer. And they're just, you know, people are starting to come down. I just said, we need to pray for this kid. Went like that. Pointed at the kid. You'd think I was a Jedi. This kid goes, hits the ground. I'm just like, dear God. Now, I'm telling you all that. It's not because I'm Brett. It's because God's presence was there. And it's because God was saying, I want to use anybody that will listen. You can trust him. That service was amazing. That was one of those where people were just were getting healed and all that. Did, did that happen? Then you know the next service, you're kind of like, sweet, let's pray. And people are like, that it? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we try to like, oh, I got this God. Yeah. No, no, that's not how that worked. It's His presence. It's it's that hunger and thirst. Get filled with the Spirit. Ask his spirit. You know, that's God wants you to be filled with the spirit to come. Not just be not his spirit, just be in you, but come upon you. The Bible says when you pray in the spirit, you pray perfectly. Even in our natural mind, we don't even know what we're saying. But God says, I got it. And the enemy can't decipher that. That's a ticker tape. He can't even read. I'm clear off my notes, but it's all good. God sees the whole picture. You know, we've prayed for people and, and, and sometimes we, we you, you know, you're praying for them and you don't know. Why isn't this happening? Well, guess what? The manufacturer of that person knows God. So if we would just ask, there's times we prayed for people and, and they didn't understand, but they had allowed something, you know, that just hindered their belief. And so then we went after whatever that was. It's called a strong man. You just go after whatever that is. You know, if you were bound by something, you go after whatever's binding you once you break that free. Guess what? You're free. And it frees everything. You don't need to call 1-800-PSYCHIC. You don't need to have a medium tell you, let me tell you your future. You don't need that. You don't need to call Maury. I think the crazier that is, is just like, let's put that on TV. Yeah, that'll work out. You don't need to call any of this other garbage. I'll tell you who you need to call. You need to call God. You need to call Abba. You need to call Father. You need to call the one that created you. You need to call the one that has died to connect you. That's who you need. Because you can listen to whatever he's got to say. He can tell you what's going on. Now, I want to make this really practical. That's kind of like my, my thing. I mean, just so you know how this works. We, doctors are great, and God uses doctors. He uses medicine. It's okay. If you take an ibuprofen and you have a headache, it's all good. It doesn't mean you're not spiritual. Okay, but we, we took our, uh, our boy Sam to the doctor because he was really sick. 
and they gave him prescribed an antibiotic. And he got home and he got worse. And his eyes, little eyes were sunken in and he was, his teeth were abscessing and, and he was getting worse. And so this, this is what I'm telling you. This is what Pastor Kim did. She said, something's not right. Because, come on, if anybody knows something's unsettled about your kids, it's a mama. She can, that's mom, women can do something incredible. You know, women can go in and go, their eyes don't look good. Well, they look like they did yesterday. No, they don't. What is that? That's something that God put in the intuition or whatever they call that. But, man, she could tell. She's just like, what? Something's going on. Brett's not right. So she went and she did just what I'm telling you to do. She went and started asking God, what is going on? And God said, it's the medication. Take him off it. You know, that's like telling your doctor, my God says no. (laughs) Your doctor would be like, you are a nutcase. But we took him off, and this is what God told her. It's the medication. He's having a reaction to the medication. Take him off that. Give him yogurt. Now, like, we would think of that. I like yogurt, but that's not like part of my medical plan. So she tells, she turns around to me and she says, go buy the boy yogurt. Okay. So I went and got him yogurt. He immediately got better. She took him off the medication, gave him yogurt. Everything went away. Why? Connection. Hearing the voice of God. Listening. So, I mean, and to make this really easy... Step back from the situation. You have a situation you don't understand. Step back a second and ask God. Many times we just barrel forward and we don't, you know, we're not listening. Commit it to the Father. Whatever the situation is, give it to God. He hears you. Remember 1 John 5. He's going to hear the case. He's going to take the case. So give it to the Father. Ask the question. My wife is a question asker. Ask, why is this not working? Why is he getting sick? This doesn't seem to be helping. Then wait for the answer. And receive it before, you know, just, okay, God, I know you're going to tell me what to do. Receive it. Do what he says. And there you go. That's not too hard, but it's something that we have trouble doing. Asking the question, just going to God. Here's, the, here's what I'm dealing with. Do you think God already knows what you're dealing with? Sure he does. But you are giving that to him. There is spiritual principles happening as we cast our care. Come on, somebody, on God. And he is listening because your spirit is connected. And because you're giving him charge, that's the same way. Listen to me. In the kingdom, when we take the money and we say, now it's coming into the kingdom of God, you are giving charge to God to have supernatural access on your finances. Everything in the kingdom works by faith. Everything that you do, everything that you have, everything that you are, Breathe by the kingdom of God. If you'll operate in what God is telling you, you'll be able to hear him on these things, little things that you don't know about. You'll get the answer, and God will come through. So many times when God leads, it almost seems foolish. He told me and Kim to come to Marion and start a church 12 years ago. I said, I do not want to do that. He didn't say, well, happy for you. He didn't, <laughs> you know, I said all kinds of things. I don't know how to start a church. God, I don't have the money to start a church. What am I going to do? What am I, I don't want to do. He said, I didn't ask if you liked it. I didn't ask you for those things. You know what he asked me to do? Just believe and obey. 
The rest was just answers I would find as I walked it. Do you know vision is something you discover as you walk it? He didn't say, Brett, for the next five years, guess this is what's going to happen. He just said, do this. I would do that. And he would go, now do this. Okay. Now do this. All right. That's how Jesus walked. If you think about it, Jesus just listened to the Father and did what he said. God's had us do all kinds of things. Give a car away. I don't want to give a car away. You need to give a car away. Okay. And God, but that means I won't have a car. Quiet. So I did. He gave me another car. Give that to this guy. I don't know this guy. I do. Okay. And it just progressed. He would just do things that would just be, will you obey me? Jesus said this, if you love me, obey me. Jesus did it God's way. And great results happened. I mean, if you think about it, he did things against society that were just foolish to other people. What's the matter? What do you want? I'm blind. I want to see. Bring him over here. Put your eye right here. There'd be people going, that's gross. Sick. Who wants a holy hawker? That's nasty. But if you were blind, put it right here. Because as soon as the vision came, people would be like, I can wash mud off. Come on. You see, he did things that just, God, he's been dead, dead four days. Master, he's, he stinks. Roll away the stone. He stinks. Okay. Peter, throw your nets down. We've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. It's time. Throw him down. Okay. If you say. Are you going to be like that? That's how God. People ask me, how did God do that? I really don't know how he does everything. All I can tell you is, I just have to listen. Have I ever missed him? Oh, yeah. I have. The cool thing is, he always knows where I am. You can't play hide and seek from God. One word from God, my friends, and it can change your whole life. When Adam sinned, I'm almost finished here. He sinned in the garden. He covered himself with leaves. And then God replaced him with animal skins because that required blood. And it refers to the covenant. And that's why Jesus came and died for you and me. The last and ultimate sacrifice. I would ask you today to consider God becoming in charge in your life. Letting Jesus in. He can meet every need that you have. I think you're created to live on purpose right now. That's why we pray in heaven as it is on earth. If it's not things going on in your house, maybe we need to change the way we believe and pray. Turn to your neighbor and say, right now, I'm changing.
I'm doing things God's way. Listen to me, guys. You can get what you need right now. You can get better right now. You can have answers right now. Why? Because you're believing that God will give them to you. He's heard your case. You can walk in prosperity right now. You can walk free from just stress and strife right now. Why? Because if I cast my care on him, he cares for me. I can take every thought captive right now. I don't have to sit and wait. That's the beauty of God. God is a now God. He's willing and able and ready. He's already provided for everything for you. All right. I'm done. 